Peace, everybody. We just wanted to hop on here and wish you all a happy new year. We are going to replay one of our shows that we feel like um, holds a lot of value. And, um, you know, you can never study too much. So we just wanted to replay it. But we just also wanted to welcome in the new year um, and greet everyone that's listening. And um, we're going to spend time with our families. But we wanted to wish you all well, um, prosperity and enlightenment and growth. And um, we shall all come together again in the new 2021 calendar year. See you guys next year. Peace and blessings. Love Talk Radio. It may seem incredible, but it is true. The world in which we live is a world of imagination. In fact, life itself is an activity of imagining. All that we behold, though it appears without, it is within, in our imagination, of which this world of mortality is but a shadow. Nothing appears or continues in being by a power of its own. Events happen because comparatively stable imaginal activities created them, and they continue in being only as long as they receive such support. Therefore, the secret of imagining is the greatest of all problems to the solution of which everyone should aspire. For supreme power, supreme wisdom, and supreme joy lie in the solution of this great mystery. When man solves the mystery of imagining, he will have discovered the secret of causation, and that is, imagining creates reality. Divine imagining and human imagining are not two powers at all, but one. The valid distinction which exists between them lies not in the substance with which they operate, but in the degree of intensity of the operant power itself. Acting at high tension, an imaginal act is an immediate objective fact. Key low, an imaginal act is realized in a time process. Human history, with its forms of governments, its revolutions, its wars, and in fact the rise and fall of nations, could be written in terms of the imaginal activities of men and women. All imaginative men and women are forever casting forth enchantments, and all passive men and women who have no powerful imaginative lives are continually passing under the spell of their power. If imagination is the only thing that acts or is in existing beings or men, as Blake believed, then we should never be certain that it was not some woman treading in the winepress who began that subtle change in men's minds, or that the passion because of which the earth has been drenched in blood did not begin in the imagination of some shepherd boy lighting up his eye for a moment before it ran upon its way. The future is the imaginal activity of man in its creative march. Imagining is the creative power, not only of the poet, the artist, the actor and orator, but of the scientist, the inventor, the merchant, and the artisan. Its abuse in unrestrained, unlovely image-making is obvious, but its abuse in undue repression breeds a sterility which robs a man of actual wealth of experience. Imagining novel solutions to ever more complex problems is far more noble than to restrain or kill out desire. Life is the continuing solution of a continuously synthetic problem. Imagining creates events. Our world, created out of men's imagining, comprise unnumbered warring beliefs. Therefore, there can never be a perfectly stable or static state. Today's events are bound to disturb our yesterday's established order. Imaginative men and women invariably unsettle a pre-existing peace of mind. Hold fast to your ideal in your imagination. Nothing can take it from you, but
but your failure to persist in imagining the ideal realized. Imagine only such states that are of value or promise well. To attempt to change circumstances before we change our imaginal activity is the struggle against the very nature of things. There can be no outer change until there is first an imaginal change. Everything we do, unaccompanied by an imaginal change, is but futile readjustment of surfaces. Imagining the wish fulfilled brings about a union with that state. And during that union, we behave in keeping with our imaginal change. This shows us that an imaginal change will result in a change of behavior. However, our ordinary imaginal alterations, as we pass from one state to another, are not transformations because each of them is so rapidly succeeded by another in the reverse direction. But whenever one state grows so stable as to become our constant move, our habitual attitude, then that habitual state defines our character and is a true transformation. Now let me call your attention to the design on the cover of this record. You will notice a man sitting on a park bench, imagining himself to be in a home. This is the secret of those who lie in bed awake while they dream things true. They know how to live in their own dream house until, in fact, they do. Man, through the medium of a controlled waking dream, can predetermine his future. That imaginal activity of living in the feeling of the wish fulfilled leads man across a bridge of incident to the fulfillment of the dream. If we live in the dream, thinking from it and not of it, then the creative power of imagining will answer our adventurous fancy and the wish fulfilled will break in upon us and take us unawares. Man is all imagination. Therefore, man must be where he is in imagination, for his imagination is himself. To realize that imagination is not something tied to the senses or enclosed within the spatial boundary of the body is most important. Although man moves about in space by movement of his physical body, he need not be so restricted. He can move by a change in what he is aware of. However real the scene on which sight rests, man can gaze on one never before witnessed. He can always remove the mountain if it upsets his concept of what life ought to be. This ability to mentally move from things as they are to things as they ought to be is one of the most important discoveries that man can make. It reveals man as a center of imagining with powers of intervention which enable him to alter the course of observed events, moving from success to success through a series of mental transformations of nature, of others, and himself. How does he do it? Self-abandonment. That is the secret. He has to abandon himself mentally to his wish fulfilled in his love for that state, and in so doing live in the new state and no more in the old state. Now, we can commit ourselves to what we do not love. So the secret of self-commission is faith plus love. Faith is believing what is incredible. We commit ourselves to the feeling of the wish fulfilled in faith that this act of self-commission will become a reality. And it will, because imagining creates reality. Imagination is both conservative and transformative. It is conservative when it builds its world from images supplied by memory and the evidence of the senses. It is creatively transformative when it imagines things as they ought to be, building its world out of the generous dreams of fancy. In the procession of images, the ones that take precedence naturally are those of the senses. Nevertheless, a present sense impression is only an image. It does not differ in nature from a memory image or the image of a wish. What makes a present sense impression so objectively real is the individual's imagination functioning in it and thinking from it.
Whereas in a memory image or a wish, the individual's imagination is not functioning in it and thinking from it, but is functioning out of it and thinking of it. If the individual would enter into the image in his imagination, as the design on the cover of this record suggests, then would he know what it is to be creatively transformative. Then would he realize his wish, and then he would be happy. Every image can be embodied, but unless man himself enters the image and thinks from it, it is incapable of birth. Therefore, it is the height of folly to expect the wish to be realized by the mere passage of time. That which requires imaginative occupancy to produce its effect obviously cannot be effected without such occupancy. We cannot be in one image and not suffer the consequences of not being in another. Imagination is spiritual sensation. Enter the image of the wish fulfilled, then give it sensory vividness and tones of reality by mentally acting as you would act were it a physical fact. Now this is what I mean by spiritual sensation. Imagine that you are holding a rose in your hand. Smell it. Do you detect the odor of roses? Well, if the rose is not here, why is its fragrance in the air? Through spiritual sensation, that is, through imaginal sight, sound, scent, taste, and touch, man can give to the image sensory vividness. If he does, all things will conspire to aid his harvesting. And on reflection, he will see how subtle were the threads that led to his goal. He could never have devised the means which his imaginal activity used to fulfill itself. If man longs to escape from his present sense fixation, to transform his present life into a dream of what might well be, he has but to imagine that he is already what he wants to be, and then feel the way he would expect to feel under such circumstances. Let him, like the make-believe of a child who is remaking the world after its own heart, create his world out of pure dreams of fancy. Let him mentally enter into his dream. Let him mentally do what he would actually do were it physically true. He will discover that dreams are realized not by the rich, but by the imaginative. Nothing stands between man and the fulfillment of his dreams but facts, and facts are the creations of imagining. If man changes his imagining, he will change the facts. Man and his past are one continuous structure. This structure contains all of the facts which have been conserved and still operate below the threshold of his surface mind. For him, it is merely history. For him, it seems unalterable, a dead and permanently fixed past. But for itself, it is living. It is part of the living age. We cannot leave behind us the mistakes of our past, for nothing disappears. Everything that has been is still in existence. The past still exists, and it gives and still gives its results. Man must go back in memory, seek for and destroy the causes of evil however far back their lie. This going into the past and replaying a scene of the past in imagination as it ought to have been played the first time, I call revision. And revision results in repeal. Changing our lives means changing the past. The causes of the present evil are the unrevised scenes of the past. The past and the present form the whole structure of man. It is carrying all of its contents with it. Any alteration of content will result in an alteration in the present and future. Live nobly so that mind can store a past well worthy of recall. Should you fail to do so, remember, the first act of correction or cure is always revised. If the past is recreated into the present, so will the revised past be recreated into the present. Or else, the promise that though your sins are like scarlet, they shall be as white as snow, is a lie. 
the question may arise as to how by representing others to ourselves as better than they really were, or mentally rewriting a letter to make it conform to our wish, or by revising the scene of an accident, the interview with the employer, and so on, could change what seems to be the unalterable facts of the past. But remember my claims for imagining. Imagining creates reality. What it makes, it can unmake. It is not only conservative, building a life from images supplied by memory. It is also creatively transformative, altering a theme already in being. The parable of the unjust steward gives the answer to this question. We can alter our world by means of a certain illegal practice, by means of a falsification of the facts, that is, by means of a certain intentional alteration of that which we have experienced. And all this is done in one's own imagination. This is a form of falsehood which not only is not condemned, but is actually approved in the gospel teaching. By means of such a falsehood, a man destroys the causes of evil and acquires friends. And on the strength of this revision, proves, judging by the high praise the unjust steward received from his master, that he is deserving of confidence. Because imagining creates reality, we can carry revision to the extreme and revise a scene that would be otherwise unforgivable. We learn to distinguish between man who is all imagination from those states into which he may enter. An unjust steward, looking at another's distress, will represent the other to himself as he ought to be seen. Were he himself in need, he would, like the man on the cover of this record, enter his dream house in his imagination and imagine what he would see and how things would seem and how people would act after these things should be. It's time for Jessica and Tasia on Hindsight Radio. Peace, everyone. Welcome to the Divine Connection Show, where we want to divinely connect with you. We are your hosts, Jessica and Tasia. Hope everyone's having a great week, a great day. And hope everyone will have a great weekend. Um, hope all is well. Um, we speak of uh, blessings and prosperity over the airways. Um, and so, yeah, we could just. You have anything, please? No, I was just want to say I had a, a good week this week, and um, all is well. Yeah. The. Um, to make sure that um, I have positive energies around me and kind of purge out the negativity caused by um, my own self and outside, um, exterior and interior. So just um, mm-hmm. just to be mindful to continuously work um, on your thoughts and um, not let others affect what you got going on. Yeah, that sounds like boundaries. That sounds like personal space that sounds like you're protecting your peace all of that sounds good mm-hmm. um so actually in the process of looking something up um based on this um coronavirus vaccine I saw that the side effects have been I'm not sure. I don't want to repeat it. I'm looking it up for myself. Um, um, One of the side effects that I just saw, which I'm looking into, was Bell's palsy. Um, I don't know if people know what Bell's palsy is. Um, But it's like, well, one side of your face flaccid and you just can't it's like temporarily temp, it's supposed to be temporarily weakened um, should I say the, the weakness in one side of your face is supposed to be temporary but sometimes it 
can go as long as a year or longer. But um, but yeah, so let's. So some people think they're having a stroke because, like you know, their face is um, basically paralyzed on one side. Um, but you know, you can't control your facial um, muscles on one side, and um, it. If anybody suffers from that, it's very important that you exercise your face. Um, muscles every day and to extra vitamin B um, B12 and things like that um, you'll be prescribed some acyclovir all of that um, make sure you you know you take care of it quickly the sooner you start treating it the better off you are my fiance has suffered from it before um, and he was rid of it he recovered within a, a month so um. Yeah, but anyway. So you're saying that the vaccine? They're saying that that might be a side effect. Yeah, and I just I forgot to look into it before the show, and it's not because of the show that I'm looking into it. I'm just interested in finding out more information because my job, you know, I work for the healthcare system. They, um, we had a meeting about it today, and they're still on the. There hasn't been any side effects reported type of uh, statements. That's what they're telling us. And then that's why I'm like, well, shoot. If I can verify that this is true, I heard that there are pictures and things like that um, posted on um, the FDA website um, about um, people having those palsy as a side effect. And I think it was people that had signed up for the trial, like, to be tested. Mm-hmm. Um, let me see. So, anyway, yeah. Um, yeah, some volunteers. They, um, but, yeah, so, anyway, I was looking into that. I'm, I'm not going to take up the time still, like, searching for that. But it just was interesting to me because, like I said, we had a meeting today. It was, like, over 800 people on the call or on the, on the WebEx asking so many questions. They're asking about, is it true that there are aborted fetuses in the vaccine? Things like that. They were asking questions. They had no answers for that. Um, that type of stuff you would just have to dig deeper into. I mean, I know that stuff is circulating on the internet um, and social media per se, but just try to verify everything that you see. Because not everything is true, even if, I mean, you could be a conspiracy theorist and then stuff just, you know, sits better with you. And then you could be people that are for the vaccine. Just make sure you do your own research stuff before you verify anything or um, consider it to be truth. If I post anything, um, you know, it will be like something I can't, you know, it'll be something that I... Um, interested in verifying or I don't really post much actually about stuff but it's more like look into this like I mean everybody should be reluctant we already talked about it on previous shows that it takes five plus years to create a vaccine I know they said that the government is on it so therefore it's it's still safe but it's just not perfected if it takes what 30 plus years to perfect the vaccine it's just like I just wouldn't be first in line for this and so if you're for the vaccine you know it's all game you know you can be but just I mean look at these people that were volunteers to take it I don't know if it's true yet but I mean even if they're not reporting side effects everybody is not the same so you can just be putting stuff in your system but anyway, they were just saying that um, what else? they said that it will not be a one and done vaccine. It will be something you got to get again. And then they say just like the flu vaccine, like the flu mutates, uh, COVID mutates. So you will have to probably get the vaccine over and over. So that's a whole nother thing. So it'll be like kind of like the flu shot. So right now, the health field is not mandating it but we know that that will be the come in the future they'll be like you know trying to twist your arm just like they do with the vaccine and trying to say today that it wasn't mandatory for the flu but um they i mean really they 
make it mandatory mm-hmm. or they're going to terminate you. So um, they didn't speak to that per se. And definitely they just said that um, future. They will, like, when they see that it's, you know, it's a go, like, then they will, like, highly. They're pushing everybody to get vaccinated now. They're like, let's get a, um, ahead of this thing. And you want everybody to get vaccinated. Some people are waiting in line to get vaccinated. Some people are, um, they, I have heard two women that were on the call saying that they were excited about it. Um, they're just ready. So there are a lot of people in there that aren't reluctant. I mean, I don't know. Everybody just to have their own mindset, but you should care about what you care about. And then some people don't care about this as much, but I just think for health reasons, you should just be putting things in your body. If you do kind of like read the ingredients, same thing with your food, you know what I mean? But it's just like injecting something into your muscle. Yeah. It's just, it should just caution you, especially when they made it like nine months or so. (laughs) I mean, I don't, it's just, no, I would not be running to get that done, but that's just me. Um, I would need a whole lot more information aside from them just saying, oh, yeah, it's safe. Because they also said that the state is tracking um, who is getting vaccinated. They did say that. Um, they said that they're not keeping track, which, okay. They said they're not, the hospital's not keeping track um, because that's a HIPAA thing. But they said that the state is keeping track on who's getting vaccinated. So that says a lot to, <laughs> to what's to come um, or what could come. You know, in the future. But anyway, um, we have a remedy for it, right? We do have a remedy for it. <laughs> if you don't want to take it, you just purchase the um, vaccination exemption template that we have. Um, and definitely fill out your um, your vaccination exemption request form from your employer or whoever is trying to get you to do it. And then you put your exemption template with it and then there you go um i can't say what the outcome will be for you but i mean it's there um as remedy though um but anyway um on to other news regarding remedy so this week um i got noticed that my navient account have closed on my credit report um, it was interesting because I wasn't even looking to have that remedy so quickly because um, last week I had sent in like a final letter that I knew was going to do the trick. And um, because there was, it's all about your wording too. There was just one sentence that I left out. Um, but I was also still at the very end too. But I felt like this expedited it. And um, so, yeah, so then my got an email from um, one of those credit apps that I have and I had it for a while so even before I started this process and it said like I was really surprised it said my okay so just a recap for those that don't know I've been doing this for a while started going after it like last November Um, not this past November November 2019 is when I first decided to um, try to go after them for um you know they were literally third-party debt for me and um so yeah my my credit score was above 59 or something like that I don't know but yeah so anyway my my credit did take a hit from this and everything but what was interesting it won't go below a certain point like it won't go below like six nineteen six ten or something I don't know but um it jumped up like I received an email from the credit app and it said um, um, the credit score app it said that my credit score increased by like 93 points transunion was like transunion was like plus 98 points so like my credit score jumped up past 700 again so yeah, about 100 points just for those accounts closing. So I was happy about that. I was like, wow, like, okay, really? Like, now I'm getting back 
on track. Um, but we already know, like, Akeem already taught, like, there are ways around that. And at the end of the day, you know, that that doesn't really affect you as a national mm-hmm. when it comes to your credit score. Um, especially the way you operate. We operate differently. So when you become private, you you literally are a new person. You're your original you before you became the S-man, you know. Um, so, therefore, you operate differently. You think differently. You see differently. And you're, like, literally almost in another realm so of things when it comes to handling business. So, that's why we say it doesn't really affect you because it really can't touch you. But anyways, if you don't know about that, if that sounds foreign to you, then you have to look more into this process of going private, things like that. Um, but yeah, so anyway, then those third party debt templates, um, and um yeah, and then I received remedy. It took a while because for actually for some months I haven't heard anything from them. So then they hit me back and that's when I just I'm like this it's like one of those things you know on the inside um that this is it. Like this is the last one. Like we was like, Oh, we're getting close. It was like you're getting close. It's like this is about to be a done deal. You know, I still I'm even though the process is over for Navient, I still know that there's like a little bit of little finishing touches that I have to do to solidify it for good as far as like because what they do is they sell your debt to someone else you know so it's just third party on top of third party on top of third party not really I mean but it'll it'll close it it definitely closes um eventually so yeah so that's my update I told everybody from the beginning that I would keep you guys updated it was not a fun ride um, only because sometimes I get anxiety. So if you're like me, I didn't know anything about this stuff. And, you know, I just I just took a risk. I mean, I literally, I did have everything I, I needed in life. I had my home. I had my, my car. I mean, I really was just like, okay. And I was telling Tasia last week, like, I had this debt longer than I been fighting for it you know, fighting against it. Like I've been paying it for years. Um, so what's what is it just to take a few months, nine months, ten months, eleven months to fight for it to, you know, get taken care of. Um, so originally for something you're not even supposed to be responsible for. Exactly. As a national, you do not pay for certain Ooh. education. Yeah. So it was just like we just get bamboozled and it's just crazy to think that someone has your best interest at heart because you have a good heart you know like why would anybody it's just hard for people to phantom like would you really do this to people yes yes they set you up from the beginning that everything's in our best interest that Mm -hmm. they're doing this for us when ultimately (laughs) they're doing it for themselves yep well, not to keep us in bondage, to make the illusion that we're in bondage when really we're free. We're not. We're free. We're free right now. You're free from the beginning. Just don't operate in their system. And it's not, it's easy, It's easier said than done. But once you do this, like step by step by step, like we still have work to do, but little by little, it's just, like think about how long you've been living under this. It's going to take a little minute to iron out all the kinks iron out all the wrinkles but little by little you get there so it's just it's great you know just you know if you fall off for a little bit just get back on because I felt like we fell off I'll speak for myself I felt like I fell off for a few months as far as like staying on top of stuff but that's because of I won't make any excuses anyway but then one day I just snapped out of it it happens happens sometimes Mm -hmm. but you just gotta get back in it yeah and then I'm like man I had like all this stuff to do it felt like all these tasks I had to keep going to the post office had to keep going to a notary for like all these different tasks but guess what I don't have to do that this week but it was like for weeks I had to do that I had to do something like every other day and um and now I get to breathe a little. And then guess what? I still got stuff I got to do for the next task. So, you know, but one by one, I'm crossing things off my list. Um, And we are just 
really trying to get there. And we know it's not going to happen overnight. It definitely didn't happen. <laughs> you know, it may not even happen within a year, but as far as everything, but you'll be closer and closer as you put your foot forward each and every day, move forward. But there's one thing for sure. You have to put an action to it. You cannot just sit back and a lot of us are sitting back on this information. We know it's out here and we don't put any action to it. And I'll speak to myself. I knew about Akeem's video for three years, I think. Two or three years. I saw this video of him in this Navient situation. And then I knew about it. And it's like, how do you sit on that information? I didn't listen to his show. I didn't know about it. It's kind of weird. I found him on, I came across, yeah, YouTube. But, um, but I, since I knew it was out there, I couldn't get it out of my, my mind. So it was like, I'm still paying him. And then after a while, I just had to build up that fight, that stamina, like, you know what, I'm going to fight this. And for some reason, it was a fight just to fight for me. I don't know why, but it, that's just the way I am. Maybe you, you may be like, shoot, you just had to tell me once. I'm about to just go all in and, you know, and do this. But for me, I was, I've never, I didn't even really understand it all per se. And when he explained it to me, it gave me like crazy anxiety. I mean, but I won't say crazy anxiety. I was just like in he opened my eyes and I was just like oh my gosh are you serious you know like when you find out what they're actually doing it's just like oh so it's just you know it was more agonizing to me that you know that this is not legit technically you know what I mean so I just um yeah so that's what I just decided I'm just going to combat fear. Like, forget that, because fear will keep you stuck. And so I was like, I'm not going to do this. But I still had to, like, tackle fear throughout the whole process. You know, I don't know why, but that's a trick. And that's also, like, a form of oppression and warfare sometimes. It's a battle. Um, it was a battle for me. So it's just like I just had to come against it, though, and just try to, you know, and then just come out victorious. It was a process, but you could stop at any time. It's like, don't don't be that way, you know. So, just keep going. And yeah, there's all types of remedy out here. So, but yeah, so that's what happened with me, you guys. So, it's finally finished for me. It's off my credit, it says closed, and then my credit score jumped up almost a hundred points. So, there you have it. The letter um, template is on our website as well, jtmuse.com. So, if you if you have any, um, if you have a situation like that, you know, just, I mean, it's a piece of paper. I know I that's what I did. I purchased it, and then I just did the process, you know. So, still working off that same one. But, yeah, so anyway... Yeah, so um, I just want us to just think about, just reflect on this year. And I know a lot of people, they have accomplished this year, like, beyond what they could even imagine or dream of or think. And um, I just want to let others know that don't be discouraged if you haven't checked everything off your list. Um, That's okay, but you're getting close to doing it. So the key thing is you have to be resilient. And the most successful people, they are resilient. That is a key quality they have. You know you'll have some challenges and uh, things may happen. uh, But you can recognize that your vision is manifesting. And one of the ways that you can... um, recognize that is uh, by losing something um, and it as humans it, it hurts when you lose something um, but it's it's okay because you're just making room for something else and I could just use a, even a simple example as like okay so for your, your wardrobe like in your closet like 
sometimes you got to purge. You have to do some spring cleaning or what have you, or just do some cleaning and get rid of the things that just don't fit you no more. Right. It might be too big. Don't suit you. Don't suit you. Um, and get the old, maybe even the style might be old. You know, you need to update it. It update what you wear. So you could take that and even translate it into um, something as you might grow out of people. You might grow out of a particular uh, group of people. And you have to recognize that it's o- it's okay, but you need to get others around you that are fitting where you're going or where you want to go. Mm-hmm. Say you are the company you keep. Yeah, so... The birds of a feather flock together, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And it's it's very important that you don't get comfortable. Even, um, cause you could, you could easily get complacent and comfortable with where you're at, but there's something that's pushing you out of the way. Cause you just don't fit in that situation. You don't fit where you are anymore. So, and it, it may, it may get uncomfortable, but you have to stretch. You have to, um, constantly work on yourself, work on, um, updating that mindset and when you get to that point you you realize that your your vision is, is it's coming to fruition it's manifesting mm-hmm. another way is the spiritual begins to align with the physical now as it is in heaven is on earth so what you think, what you're thinking, what you dream about, what you imagine, what you visualize, it's when it starts coming to the point that it's manifesting physically, you're almost there. And sometimes you have to put yourself in that situation. It's something as simple as a car that you want to drive. Go test drive that car that you want. Go to the house that you want. Drive by the neighborhood that you want. So that your spirit, your physical can catch up with your spirit. And there's something about being in a new atmosphere, in a new atmosphere of people, a new place, of experiencing new things, putting yourself around um, atmospheres, because that atmosphere will reflect eventually where you're going. And then um, the last point I want to make about um, your vision manifesting when you know that it's happening is that you're tested. You you have challenges. It's not going your way. Find a way. This is the resilience again. You have to find a way to make it happen. You have to find a way to solve the problem. You have to put the piece of puzzle together. You have to shift and turn the puzzle different ways to find the fit so don't get discouraged with that just keep on going because you're right on the brink and it'd be even more rewarding once you reach that reach that that place it's so many stories of people that that say that they they went through um, different challenges and for years and years but they never gave up and they became something great. So just stay on your course. Don't get discouraged. It's You have to program your mind to get there. And um, with that being said, um, as far as vision, um, as we, we wrap up this year, it's very important that we make our goals for what's to come mm-hmm. for the year. And even something as simple as a dream board, it may seem simple, but all the great people do it. All the great the people wealth, do it. Wealthy people, they do it. And um, it's like you're writing a vision, making it plain. Mm-hmm. You're writing a contract to the universe. Things are going to, like, um, what am I trying to say? Pe- things are going to try to align. 
I'm not going to say everything on your vision board goes comes to pass. Like but I it, said, it can. It definitely can because there have been instances when I when it has. So I'm saying you have to have an action though. You mm-hmm. can't just be like oh. I want this, I want that. You put it on your but people really think that's all they gotta do. You have to have an action with it. It's just the start of it. Yeah. But I mean, it's, it helps to have that visualization and then you're speaking it into existence. You're praying um praying your prayers, you're speaking your affirmations towards it. If you meditate with that picture or that thought, you know, at the forefront of your meditation. Um, those things, that's how you make things come into manifestation, existence, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, Yeah, so writing it down is a powerful tool as well. Mm -hmm. Um, That's what I did a lot, and I didn't even know that that was an actual power. (laughs) That's how I look at it. But um, my friends, when I was in my younger, younger, like early 20s, I used to write, when I was bored in college, I would just write prayers. While I'm in um, class sometimes. And I would write them all down. And I'm telling you, like my friends even knew, like, like everything would come to pass on that, on those prayers, on those lists. You know, it would just be like I'm just writing, like I was talking, you know. And um, everything. Like if I had did a specific prayer for you and I just named it all it would come to pass and I don't even know why I stopped doing that practice you know but I still do it from time to time but I'm just saying like that should have been a thing for me especially when I knew that I had results Mm -hmm. but yeah yeah so but yeah um but I'm gonna go back to what we were talking about the vaccine found I found it on the fda.gov like I like I said it was. I just didn't, couldn't find it at the time. But it does say um, under, what is this section? Adverse events under unsolicited, non-serious, A-E, adverse events. Um, I'm going to just start at the second to last paragraph on page 38. It says reports of lymph lymph adenopathy so that's like swollen lymph nodes and things like that um like yeah enlargement of your lymph nodes inflammation of the lymph nodes that type of thing um says reports of that were um imbalanced and notable more i'm sorry with notably more cases in the vaccine group versus the placebo group it says um which is plausibly related to vaccination. Bell's palsy was reported by four vaccine participants and none in the placebo group. These cases occurred at 3, 9, 37, and 48 days after vaccination. One case onset at three days post-vaccination was reported as resolved with a um, sequelae within three days after onset and the other three were reported as continuing or resolving as of November 14, 2020 data cut off with ongoing durations of 10, 15, and 21 days respectively. The observed frequency, yeah, the observed frequency of reported Bell's palsy in, in the vaccine group is consistent with the expected background rate in the general population and there is no clear basis upon which to conclude a casual relationship at this time but FDA will recommend surveillance for cases of Bell's palsy with deployment of the vaccine into large larger populations there were no other notable patterns or numerical imbalances between treatment groups for specific categories like um, system organ class or preferred term of non-serious adverse effects, including other neurologic, neuroinflammatory, and thrombotic events that would suggest a casual relationship to the, whatever code this is, BNT162B2 vaccine. So there is already that cell palsy is is already a side effect 
people or four people that um, volunteered to have this back then. That's just the short term side effects. We don't even know what. First of all, that's just four people. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like people are in line to get this stuff. Just four people. That's just four people right here. <laughs> you know. So and they want. I. You know what? I wish. Because like I said, we had that meeting today. I wish I had known this, but there was a guy that put this link in there. But there was no way we were going to read read this. I wouldn't have got to page thirty eight in that hour time frame of um, us asking questions. There was a Q and A, and they were giving us information, but nobody said anything about this about Bell's palsy. So, um, yeah, that is. A side effect um, that is documented by the FDA. What, what's the website for that? I said um, FDA.gov. Okay. And, yeah, so definitely do your research. You don't want to have to deal with that. I know people that have dealt with it. Some people have permanent um, weakness on one side of their face. Some people um, never fully re- resolved I mean, there are people that are still working on it three years later. Like, I've seen those cases. And then there are people that, there's plenty of people that recovered, too. But you just never know. I mean, somebody had it more than once. They didn't fully recover, but they recovered good. You know, to me, they were good (laughs) enough. Um, But, yeah. So, just be safe. So, when we say be safe, you know, be safe against all illnesses. Be safe against these vaccinations as well. Um, and everybody's body is different. So what may work for somebody doesn't always work for the other person. So just do some research and do it at your own risk and at your own discretion. But anyway, back to the good stuff. We have remedy here for debt. We have remedy here for vaccinations. We have remedy for all types of things. Um, court cases. Um, Akeem had a great show on Tuesday. Um, if you have not listen to that check that out what was it title it was a court case that was dismissed yeah Yeah, dismissed Mm -hmm. um yeah so um yeah so it was good so listen to that we have true tuesdays with i came out on tuesdays at seven and then we are every the the name change don't forget the name change seminar oh the name change seminar is coming up on Saturday, right? Mm-hmm. Um, go to IkeemL.com and check that out because um, you want to. That is a part of the process of correcting your status so that they can address you in proper form and then that S-man just falls off. Um, everything that goes to that S-man, the straw man, just, mm-hmm. you know, that's not even for you. It's a whole other person. So, um, yeah, so anyway, you guys, we're just going to just keep going. May you have peace, prosperity, and wealth to you. All right? Anyway, have a good night, everyone. Peace. You listening to the Divine Connection Show. Discipline is simply defined as self-imposed standards for the sake of a higher goal. Again, discipline is defined as self-imposed standards for the sake of a higher goal. I'm I'm talking now about self-discipline. All leaders have to have the quality of self-discipline. You are not a leader if you are not self-disciplined. Now, self-discipline implies that there are other discipline. In other words, discipline externally is considered other discipline. A leader doesn't need much discipline from the outside. They self-impose discipline on themselves. And that is what we call self-discipline. Now, the key to achieving your vision is discipline. And this scripture found in Proverbs 29, we read it early this week. It says, where there is no vision, the people perish. Blessed is the man who keeps the law. A little definition here of what that means. Where there is no vision people throw off restraint that's what that word perish means it means to throw off self-control in other words where there is no revelation of the future 
people throw off self-discipline. So the key to your life is finding a vision that imposes discipline on you. In essence, vision is the source of discipline. I'll explain discipline in a minute, what, what, what it means, how it works. Discipline is the root of leadership. It actually is the, the very nature that attracts people to you. A disciplined person naturally begins to attract people because people admire discipline in other people. That's why we go to see athletes perform. We really admire the discipline that they put themselves through. If you do the same thing as a person, people will then begin to believe what you say. Your very life of discipline creates trust. People trust a person who they perceive to be disciplined. This is why athletes also are used to promote and advertise and market products. People, they are selling the discipline of that athlete. Okay? Not their fame, but their discipline. We think it's a discipline. I mean, it's a fame. It's actually a discipline. We, we, we think that if we wear Nike shoes, we will jump like Mike. Okay? So the, the idea that they sold us was, if you want to be like Mike, now you know... 180 pounds and some chitlins, you cannot be like Mike. But you still buy the Nike shoes because the idea is what you're wearing. So you are buying the discipline that he has in his life that produced the kind of professional athleticism that he is known for. And so you are really um, impacted by the discipline. Uh, we love to watch sports and not play it. Why? We admire those athletes because of their discipline. The same thing is true about you. If you remain consistent and disciplined in your life, you'll find people will come just to watch you. And they'll want to actually pay to watch you. They'll bring their offerings and their tithes to watch you do what you do. It's incredible. So discipline is powerful. And according to the Bible, discipline comes from vision vision a man or woman without a clear vision for their lives lives a very loose life but a man with a vision they live a very narrow life very important the disciplined people live very narrowly when a man or woman has a vision their life becomes very very tight why because vision simplifies life what do i mean by this Again, it'll take a couple of days to teach this, but it's very important. When you capture a vision, it simplifies everything. Everything. Because vision controls all of your choices after that. Once you know where you're going, you also automatically know what roads won't take you there. You understand that statement? So if, 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 if you know what to do, you automatically know what you shouldn't do. Vision defines your what to do in life. Because vision gives you your address, your permanent address. It shows you your destination, where we get our word destiny from. Your destiny dictates your decisions. Write it down. Your destiny dictates your decisions. So life becomes simple. Uh, if someone offers you something and it doesn't uh, collaborate in its unity with your vision, it's easy to say no. See, without a vision, it's tough for you to refuse things. Life becomes complicated. Let's take another thought here and see if we can push this a little further. You were not born to do everything. Say amen. Boy, I'm so glad when the Lord told me that. I said, oh, thank you. The pressure is off. We somehow have this attitude that we have a lot of things to do in life. I disagree. I used to think so myself. You don't have a lot to do in life. Isn't that wonderful? When you study people who have been successful in their lives and eventually became influential, like Moses, and Joseph, and Joshua, and David, and Paul, 
Jesus, Abraham Lincoln, Abraham himself. I mean, all these people, you think their lives are they're very simple people. Very simple people. There's a term that is normally associated with them. Here's, here's a term. This one thing I do. See, you got to get to the point where you're only living for one thing. And life becomes simple. People who discovered vision, they live longer. They live healthier. There's no stress. Stress comes from not knowing what to do. You remember the story of Matthew, I mean Martha rather, and Mary. Jesus said something to Martha that changed my life. Let me talk with Martha for a couple of minutes. Martha's an interesting woman. Martha is like most of us. We live on assumptions. Even of God. Martha had a visitation from God. He came to visit her house. Guess what she did? She assumed he was hungry. See, that's the problem. We think we know what God wants us to do. One thing you learn from this summit so far is that vision is from God. You don't tell him what you are going to do. You got to report to him, submit to him, and stay still until you are clear of the revelation. <laughs> because without that revelation, there is no self-discipline. Martha ended up cooking for God and he wasn't hungry. And then she came to God and says, look, why don't other people come and help me? Send my sister to help me. Now the answer Jesus gave you must study. It was a leadership answer. He said, Martha, you are so busy about many things. Tell your neighbor, I think that's me. That's what your life is like. All of you who have known me for the past 20 years, you know that I, have, I haven't changed. I've grown, but I haven't changed. There's a difference between growing and changing. I grow in my knowledge and my experience and my experience, but I haven't changed. I am still the same guy with the same message. Same intent. That makes my life simple. He says, you're busy about so many things. You're trying to do everything. You're trying to be everybody and trying to be everything to everybody. And then he said to her, Martha, big words, only few things are necessary. <laughs> Boy, that's a beauty, eh? He said, look, life is filled with a million questions every day and a million things to do. He said, but only few things really necessary to do in life. Let me ask you a question. Are the things you've done for the past 11 months in this year, were they necessary? Don't answer it, just think about it. You might be shocked at your answer. The question then is, what is necessary? How, how do you define necessary? It's, it's answered in the Bible very clearly. It's easy to find what's necessary. Necessary, according to Paul, the apostle, is defined like this. Paul says in First uh, Corinthians chapter 6, he said, all things are permitted for me to do. I can do anything I want. He says, but not all things benefit me. Interesting. I don't care how old you are now, you're going to soon be dead. 70 years are so short, you ain't got time to make a mistake anymore. And if you're 40 years old, you are already over the 50% mark. So you better make sure you clear this thing quickly about what your vision is and define it so you waste no more days. You're going to be dead soon. This is no time for experimentation. This is a time for intentional living. You got to know where you're going now. This is too late to take detours and go through corners you ain't supposed to go through and wondering how to get there. You better know your destination from this mountain. When you leave here, 
with your certificate tomorrow. You better have a clear idea. And that's why this session is important for you. Because you ain't getting no younger, see? He said, Martha, only few things are necessary in life. There's some people in your life who are not necessary. Some of you got the wrong company. And they've eaten up your time, wasting your time, eating with them and playing with them and watching TV with them and going to clubs with them and, you know, going out to, to, to conferences with them and all this stuff and all this stuff. And God is saying, look, you're still not getting where you're supposed to get to. These people are distractions. Some of the books you have been buying are not necessary. Romance novels. Magazines. Fashion. I mean, they don't get you to your dream. You see, when you have a vision, it simplifies life. You can walk up to a bookstore shelf and know exactly what books not to buy. See, vision dictates everything.